It's almost midnight somewhere in this world we call home. There's just enough time for some more stories. Some stories before 12, just to keep us warm. Haunted history, urban legends, ghost towns, and more. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the Papa Zero podcast. I'm Matt, and I'm here today again with Dave and Rob. How's it going, guys? Good. Good, how are you? I'm good. Um, the last episode we had, we talked about TV movies, and one of the ones we talked about was The Crash, it was called, or The Crash of 401. And there was also one, also one that was uh, called The Ghost of Flight 401. And uh, there are two movies about the 1972 plane crash that happened in Florida. And uh, do you think, back in the 70s, there is a lot of disaster movies? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you think that um, this kind of spawned it? Hadn't even thought about it from that standpoint. Yeah, because, I mean, after that, um, the, the air airport, not airplane, airport movies started. And what they were, they were different scenarios on how there was going to be disaster in the air. Like, one crashed, one got hijacked. I'm sure, I'm sure if you go back and look at the ratings of the 401 movies, if they generated good ratings, then, yes. Right. Because I think... That that those came out in like seventy seven and then what? no those the airport Barely. ones were so they might have spawned the fear off anyways yeah. um I remember my parents like waiting on the days of the new airport because it was titled you know airport seventy seven airport seventy eight airport seventy nine and then the Concord the Concord was the last one. And I guess that was kind of a stinker one because they quit making them. I don't know. Do you remember what the Concorde was about? Uh, there was some sort of structural issue that went on and it started flying apart as they were in mid-flight. Uh, yeah, I'd never seen that movie. I know that I, I remember seeing the movie posters, but I was more... In reality, probably the world's safest plane, despite how fast it traveled. And there's no more, no. you know. They're obsolete. Concorde was a beautiful plane. Um, it was subsonic, but they, it went from London to New York in, what, two hours? Version is working on the next iteration of, of uh, extremely quick travel. I don't know if it's going to be subsonic or supersonic or what have you. So we'll see. But, um, like, the last episode, we... Uh, all three of us watched the crash of or the ghost of 401. Um, Rob, why don't you tell a little bit about it? Basically, uh, Ernest Borgnine plays a, I believe it was a flight engineer. Yep. And that, and they had a problem with the wheel gear, or so they thought. Went well. Why? So they think because that's a big issue. The light didn't come on when it was supposed to be down. 
Right. They're getting ready to land in <clears throat> Miami. Then they, uh, he goes down and it was the nose gear. Yeah. So he goes down the little hatch in the cockpit and to check it. And the pilot comes down. And when he came down to check it too, he bumped the yoke, the steering wheel of the plane. And it took it off of uh, autopilot. Right. And back then, they didn't have all the safety stuff. So they didn't know it went off autopilot. And he's down, they're down there. The co-pilot's kind of paying attention to them. And the plane just slowly went down and went into the Everglades. Yeah, their their altimeter alarm was a half-second tone. Beep. That was it. (laughs) And then boom. But uh, yeah, he uh, yeah Ernest Borgnine went down there and tried to hand crank it, right? And he couldn't. So that's where they confirmed that the landing gear had to be down, right? Because they couldn't do a flyover or because it was at night, right? So um, and it was I think it was around Christmas or something. No, it was uh, just before New Year's. Yeah, so it was a busy time for travel back then. And uh, so I think that might have had something to do with it. But then it crashed. And then there's a big, well, actually, Ernest Borgnine survived. No, he died. Well, he, in the hospital. No, he died. All of them underneath died. Well, he was in the. uh, Well, in truth. Right. (laughs) Yeah, but in the movie. Ernest Borgnine survived, was in the hospital, and then his wife was talking back and forth, and then he passed. Mm-hmm. So, things ensued. Was it Kim Basinger? Was she? Was yeah. that? Yeah. yeah, she was a flight attendant. Very. I think that might have been her first acting gig, and she was, even though everybody thinks she's she's got man hands, I think. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys don't know what man hands, it's... Uh, episode of Seinfeld and I not to get off topic but we are because it's our podcast um I hate females that don't have feminine hands it just it's a big turn off for me and she has about the manliest man hands there are so uh but yeah she was really young very pretty and uh couldn't act work worth beans she, she was it was it was terrible um but yeah she was one of the flight attendants and uh things happen and then all of a sudden people start seeing ghosts what happened was tell them Rob they started using parts left over that were salvaged from the plane into other uh, planes because there was like part shortages and stuff. <laughs> and then wow, that doesn't sound familiar, yeah. right? And they would uh, around those. They one of the stewardesses seen uh, Ernest Borgnine's face in the uh, microwave oven thing, and then warned them about fire on the plane. And then as as they were landing, one of the engines caught fire. Yep. Yep. And then. Um... <clears throat> There's a couple more instances of them, and I didn't believe when I first started doing research on this. I didn't believe 
it was Eastern Airlines. I didn't believe that they would actually salvage parts from a crash. And I kind of called bullshit on it. But then I looked up and there's actual uh, plain junkyards. Yeah, there's graveyards yep. out in the desert out by uh, Vegas. Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. a couple in Arizona and... And they and I did research, and they actually did use those parts in real life. So, and then uh, yeah, because that was the big finale. As um, they kept seeing ghosts and stuff like that, and the movie we're gonna get into the real life stuff pretty soon. But the movie kind of took its liberties of where they seen the ghosts right. and stuff. And, and it usually, I think it was just one. It was just Ernest Borgnine. Yeah, the engineer. But they had, the, people were seeing the pilot and the other people. Right, and spoiler alert, you guys probably won't watch this, but it is the most, it looks like a senior picture from 1977 because only thing you see is his front face, either in a reflection or sitting down. He's motionless, and it, it's just... Quickest buck Ernest Borgnine ever made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I remember when I was a kid, I wanted to watch it, because I just said the last episode, because of Mikhail's Navy, he was on there, and Airwolf later on. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he's a really good... He lived to be 90-ish. He just right. passed, I think, this year, or last year. Uh, a few years ago. He he had finished Red uh, with Bruce Willis, and was excited if they did a sequel and passed away before Red Two was filmed. Yeah, um, the difference between the Crash one and the Ghost of Four Hundred One is the Crash one was more geared towards the investigation, right? And uh, it actually had a better cast, right? I mean, it had William Shatner. Star Trek, Eddie Albert. If you don't know who he is, he he did uh, Chico and the Man and what Green Acres. Yeah, Green Acres and um, and then they had uh Lane Smith, which he was on My Cousin Vinny, and he's a character actor. And then Adrian Barbeau, which Adrian oh, Barbeau. Yep, if everybody knows. Stevie Wayne. Yep. The Fog and Creep Show. Which, you know, she does the she actually married John Carpenter. So and Lorraine Gray from Jaws. So you think of that star studded cast, and I think they had uh Ernest Borgnine and Howard Hessman, if you know who that is. He was WKRP Johnny Fever. Oh, yes. <clears throat> so yeah, it's not uh, to see the different stars. You'd probably want to go see the Crash one, but the Ghost of Four Hundred One was more up my wheelhouse, I guess. And it was it was actually a better movie because I, I watched them both last week. Yeah, last week, first day of my vacation, I watched them both, and they're a hard watch now. But back then, the ghosts, the ghost one was pretty neat, in my opinion. Extremely hard watch. Yeah, since my first time seeing it was only days ago, and I had no familiarity with it whatsoever. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about the facts of this four hundred one because we kind of find some found some cool stuff in it. Um, 
actually, it's weird. Me and Dave are talking about this. This is the only known airplane or airplanes. Well, an encompassed event. You know, right. since it was technically a few planes, but it was it was all of the the same individual or same individuals allegedly. Yeah, that was on a flight. Right. There's not. There's ghost ships. You know, haunted houses. There's ghost ships and there's haunted ships, but this was a one and done. Right. And you right. you've heard about missing squadrons in the Bermuda Triangle, and you've heard about Foo Fighters and Gremlins and so on and so forth. But haunted, this is it. Right. Which is kind of interesting. Right. Ghosts don't like to fly. Which, one of the flights, I think it was 318, was one of the airliners that supposedly had parts transferred from 401. I would love to know if the skeleton of that airliner is setting out in a desert junkyard somewhere. And that would be a great place to do a paranormal investigation. Yeah. If, if... It still existed. Rob, get a hold of your friend Zach. Okay. Or we could get a hold of Jeff Smith, but he don't have a lot of money I think right that, now. I think that that would be a lot of investigatory work trying to find out where that thing ended up. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, um, and what, what its condition is now. You know, I'm sure they've stripped off all of the recyclable metal and it would just be a carcass. So would the ghost still stay there? But you know, that's not we're not ghost hunters, so right. So what interesting facts did you find, Rob? On the four oh one? Me uh all the safety stuff that have came out just because of that one crash. Yeah. Like what? Like now you have when the landing gear goes down. You have an audible alarm, too. You have backups upon backup. When the when your uh, autopilot goes off, it sounds an alarm so that you that's not a, just a beep. Yeah, it was a, literally a half-second beep that it went offline, that the autopilot went offline, which to me is like... And towers have to follow... New protocol as of then, new protocols for altitude issues. Well, they kept, you know, the research I did, they kept wanting to ask where they're at and they claimed that they were fine, mm-hmm. but they didn't know that they're descending. But why, why are you asking, if they're asking a question, there has to be, you know, when you look at all of your gauges, right? And, uh, they, it's just, that's what I found out is uh, one of the ghosts, and I don't remember in the movie, one of the ghosts told the airline that they were there. So that particular Boeing airline wouldn't get in another crash. And it didn't. From That was the only crash at that airline until it was retired. And I think 92 yeah. was... Um, Never got in an accident after that. So I thought that was pretty fascinating that somebody verbally communicated with a ghost and the ghost said that. No, nope. And that's another thing with this whole thing is there was apparently multiple verbal communications, right. which you never hear about. Right. In- including 
well, the captain of one of the airlines yeah, speaking to Captain uh, Loft? Yeah, full apparition actually talked to the CEO or a COO. Vice of, President. Yes, of Eastern Airlines and had a conversation with him, thought he was a crewman, and then he turned and then turned back around and the guy was gone. So, and then crap hit the fan. When people started hearing about ghosts and everything, back then, Eastern was worried about... It's bad for business. Bad for business. Nowadays... It'd be good for business. Yeah, everybody would be wanting to right. go to see if they could see a ghost. Yep. But uh, I'll be firing with their K2 meters. Yep. Everybody <laughs> kind of kept their mind... You know, they basically told them, keep your mouth shut or get fired. Mm-hmm. And uh, yet, the, yet the vice president, you know, supposedly makes a statement. Yeah, that, and he retracted it and said something. Well, and, and they retracted the. There's talk that the non. What did they refer to it as? Non-structural components that were put on other airliners weren't ever put on other airliners. It was a myth that these pieces and parts had been salvaged. So we went from yes to no, and to yes, no. I saw something to no, I didn't, and. Yeah. But it was, yeah, because I called, like I said, bullcrap that I can't see. A, Eastern Airline was almost as big as United back then. And for them to pull parts from a crash plane, I mean. I would like to revisit anyone still alive from the crew or passengers that allegedly saw anything and re-interview them. Funny you say that. Um, every year they actually have a... They go uh, every year. They meet in the, at the crash site for a for a memorial. They rent airboats. Hmm. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know, but it's a big to do about it. Really? It, yep. It's and have, uh, have any of these individuals been? Have they recanted the recant? Not that I know of. Hmm. Um, well, I have to call our friend Dave Strader. If you don't know who he is, he podcaster for Darkness Radio. He uh. He is supposed to go out there, I guess. Yeah. And uh, another... Uh, Mark Anthony. Yeah. We started... Uh, when, when we started talking about this and doing production, I obviously... I'll poke into podcast to see um, if it's oversaturated or not because I don't want to beat a dead horse of, you know, everybody talking about, you know, broken mirrors or whatever. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't a lot on this 401, and but one of me and Rob's favorite podcaster, Dave Strader, um, did one, and it was really interesting. He uh, he kind of dug down deep and um, talked about it. So if you ever get a chance after you watch this, go to Dave Darkness Radio and then look up uh, 401 or just the crash of 401, and it'll be up there because uh, he. He interviewed one of the. He talked with Mark Anthony. Yeah, and he's a psychic. He's a lawyer. psychic lawyer. Yeah, he must not ever lose a case. Right. <laughs> Let me see. No, I don't want to take this one after I read your mind. But um, yeah, I was on the same boat as uh, them saying that they didn't with the parts and. They actually do that, so that's kind of fascinating. But 
how can the company like threaten to fire you? It's not bad business. It's what you see. They will say insubordination. Any anything that's in a gray area, insubordination. Yep, you're gone. gone. And remember, this was the early seventies. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. You have a spine. Insubordination. You have an opinion. Insubordination. Yeah. And that still goes on. But yeah, that's uh, the only one that we can find. If anybody knows of a haunted plane, email us at papazero.com or papazero at gmail.com. We do have a website, but there's no email to it. And tell us and we'll we'll take a look at it because that's, like I said, it was pretty neat when you shine that light that there's not a lot of haunted planes. why did things... Okay, so they say they removed the parts and things just sort of evaporated. Okay, did that did that really happen? You know, explain. Did they really take the parts out of these planes? Yeah, they 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 actually admitted that they did. Hmm. So, um, I, I read on some website. You know, it's internet, so it's got to be true. But they did research on the galley, and that galley was the galley of Flight 401 that the lady seen. Interesting. The ghost. And I, I, I read that even the Warrens got involved, and they have a couple of pieces of wreckage in their paranormal museum. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Where did you find that at? The internet. <laughs> so it's got to be true. Yeah. No, there's actual photos, though. If uh, you just Google image it, you can pull up a few pieces of metal components that huh. are sitting on a table in the Warren Paranormal Museum. Yeah, I like Which to go unfortunately, you can't go to anymore. At all? I think it's been closed down. So the caretakers are not letting folks in now. Huh? Yeah, his, uh, their all, all nephew? Those. Yep. Not to get off topic, but yeah, his nephew, when uh, Lorraine passed away, took it over. And then, well, COVID, she died during COVID, I believe, or right before Just it. Just before, I think. And I guess that museum where you could see Annabelle and everything else is kiboshed. So what else you got, Rob? Because this is kind of your baby. That's pretty much that one of that. Now, did you uh, did you happen to see the crash of four hundred one? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, it was bad. I, uh, it's like wow, I never knew the airplanes were that wide. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was bad, and like I said earlier in this podcast, they had a better crew. I mean, a better they even had Ron Glass cast. too. Who? Ron Glass. Oh, really? From yep. Barney Miller? Yep. Yeah, that's one of my favorite. And the whole thing with the crash one, they didn't, I don't know if they got strong-armed by um, Eastern, but they never really mentioned the ghost. It was basically them pointing the finger at Lockheed. Mm-hmm. And uh, For a burned-out light bulb. Yeah, for a burned-out light bulb. So they should be blaming GE or Phillips? Right. I don't know. Back then, not now. Don't sue me. Right. That's speculation. Yes. So, all right, well, 
I guess we're done with this episode. Well, well the one, one thing that I did not see that you pointed out right at the very end of the video on YouTube, since it was captured from oh. television. Yes, there is a uh, interesting, um, for what we do, it's not on TV Fanatic, I do not believe, but look up the Ghosts of 401, Ted Bundy. And there is a clip after the credits roll of, I believe, a news station in Denver, which anybody knows about Ted Bundy. He was around the Denver area, Seattle, Denver, and Florida mainly. Um, he had escaped and was had, had gone yep. down to Florida. Yep, and they broke the news or whatever. What The headline was that they caught him that night. Yep, recaptured. So that that's pretty neat. So, kind of tie in the serial killer thing with a ghost and stuff. So, that was a pretty macabre night, I guess. A lot of sighs of relief, I bet. Oh, yeah. Everybody was scared to death when he was out. Yeah, Ted Bundy was no joke. I mean, they still, they'll be talking about him just like Jack the Ripper, I believe. Mm-hmm. So... I guess that about does it now, since we get, can talk about Ted Bundy in a plane crash in the same and episode. And makes sense. <laughs> and a ghost. <laughs> right. So uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah, have a good one. Goodbye.